0: this podcast is brought to you by guerrilla podcast syndicate powered by kangaroo fern media lab kangaroo fern is australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcasts and harness the power of podcasting book now via www.kangaroofern.com a kangaroo fern production podcast syndicate we can do is just get stopped and run stops and run guys
1: push push push
0: every time extra 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 session with Kiko Malikdem tackles everything about the world of sports especially the one close to the host heart basketball updates discussion clarification name it extra session has it extra 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 session with Kiko Malikdem Okay, good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Extra Session with Kiko Malikdem here in Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Philippines. And today we have a very special guest. He's a former basketball standout and a member of the first team All-American. And if that's not enough, he's regarded as the best freshman in the country by ESPN-HS back in 1992-1993 season. He has traveled a lot of places in in his basketball career, including here in the Philippines, for the Tenduai Ram Masters in the PBA back in 1999. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, basketball fans, Mr. Ronnie Fields.
2: Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having me
0: on. Sir, Sir Ronnie, good day. Uh, nice to have you on our show. How are you doing right now, especially, you know, after the pandemic has stuck the entire world?
2: Well, you know, um... For me, even during a pandemic, um, you know, I was able to like pretty much still run a lot of basketball camps. We still a lot of basketball stuff like social distancing and doing a lot of different things that, you know, can pretty much, um, you know, keep kids active. I mean, you know, it's hard, you know, when you're a young kid and you used to playing a sport and all of a sudden it's took a, taken away from you for a year or so. And, and, and you know, sometimes you kind of um, take it for granted. But um, we were still able to manufacture some activity as much as we could during the pandemic. And now that things starting to die down and get better, you know, a lot of kids here, especially in America and in the basketball world, is so happy to get back on the floor and play.
0: Yes, sir. I, I've been watching the NBA playoffs recently. Man, I, I envy the people there. You know, they're, they're able to watch the games live already. You know, it seems things are going back to the usual ways. Now, uh, let's go back to the beginning. How did you get involved into basketball? How did you get into basketball itself?
2: Well, it was like, you know, I guess, you know, here in the United States and and probably in parts of the world, but more so in the United States, but especially in Chicago, Mm -hmm. a lot of things in Chicago was like basketball, where we went to the playground. Mm -hmm. And we just started playing, you know, watching older guys. Of course, at the time, you're watching the Bulls and the Pistons, the rivalry games, you know, know, having Isaiah Thomas, that's from Chicago, play with the Pistons. And, of course, you know, my favorite player of all time, of course, is Michael Jordan. And watching those rivalries. So back then, everybody would watch the games and then go to the playground. And we try to do those things that we mimic off TV.
0: Oh man. So so who do you consider your mentor growing up?
2: By far, I mean like watching MJ, you know, I I you know a lot of greats. I mean like MJ, um, Dominique Wilkins, Dr. J, you know there's a lot of great players that I admire so much mm-hmm. to watch and, you know, um, Clyde Drexler and the thing about back then when you watch basketball, and the era where it was physical, you know, to, to where, you know, it was, it, 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 showed you a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. It lets you know back then if it's for you or not, in terms of what you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the players now, I mean, a lot, lot, a lot more skilled players. Um, nowadays, I mean, a lot of great players. I mean, this, you know, the league is still in a great place. Um, I still enjoy watching it. Um, uh, but, you know, like I said, for me, it started on the playground. I see. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have like trainers like that in the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you didn't have a lot of facilities. Like now in the U.S., we got facilities built for travel ball, A.B., everywhere. Yes. So for us, it was a lot outside playing on the playground.
0: I see. And w- w- was that any disadvantage? Because, of course, you you were this little guy. uh I mean, competing against taller guys. Was that a disadvantage? You know
2: what was crazy? It was kind of fun, even though Mm -hmm. I didn't look at it like that, that they was getting the better of me. Mm -hmm. It was the fact of just the opportunity to get out there and play with them. Wow. So I took every minute or every advantage that I could learn Mm -hmm. and get out there, and I used it. Mm -hmm. So as I stopped playing and growing and getting better, that started being a lot easier for me.
0: I see. Now it was reported that you had this 50-inch vertical lip, you know? Yeah, what that's is- that's true. Wow. Yeah, that's accurate.
2: Oh wow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I can yeah, just
2: yeah, I did. I did. how
0: how I mean, uh, how were you able to accomplish this? Was this hours in the weight room?
2: <laughs> no, I tell people this. You know, some guys can jump. Some guys can probably fly, mm-hmm. but it's very few got great body control in the air with the ability. And I was probably one of the very few, you know, some of my favorite players and friends are guys like Ben Carter. Spock, my, you know, love them. The, 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 to me, the, you know, greatest dunker ever. Yes. Um, Jordan, of course, is my fa- most favorite player ever. Mm-hmm. But those guys, in terms of like comparison, was some, do some of the most magnificent things I've ever seen. I see. Um, so for me, that's about 6'3", and they about 6'6". It was a little bit more like, wow. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> for me to jump over a player like 6'8", 6'9", dunking on the body control. And I think the first time I think I shocked myself when I actually dunked the ball, mm-hmm. I think I was in seventh grade, and I took off from the free throw line and dunked the ball from the free throw line. And that's when I knew, I said, okay, something ain't normal about me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I can remember when I was in seventh grade, I was very happy if I could make a tap board, if I could tap the board. <laughs> Here you are telling me that you could slam the ball. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> I know. Like I said, it wasn't, back then it wasn't normal for a seventh grader to do the things I was doing. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of surprised. Mm -hmm. yeah i was kind of surprised
0: so back then uh when you showed your skills uh were you um do you have this target already of playing in the big leagues
2: well you know what yeah because back then it was more top playground Mm -hmm. and nba oh yeah Mm -hmm. who would be you know who can be the toughest the most physical the most Aggressive. That's how I was brought up playing, especially from Chicago. Yeah. If you don't play like that here in Chicago, you're gonna get your butt whooped. (laughs) You know. So for me, I started realizing special things as I got into high school. You know, just fortunate I had the car accident, but being able to dominate as a freshman, I think I started playing with the high school varsity team as a freshman. I averaged like 17 points a game. Wow. My first year in high school. My mm-hmm. second year, I was 21. My third year is when me and, me and Kevin Garnett teamed up, and I averaged 25. Mm-hmm. And my last year, I averaged 34.1. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's almost double. I mean, the average was double. Every to
2: year. <laughs> so, so what I did was every year I added and got better and better. If you look at the numbers, they went mm-hmm. higher. Yes. And I still was able to win. See, one thing is to start averaging a lot of points and not win. Yes. I was still able to win and still average those points. And then that was the year of my last year where I had my accident.
0: Yes. Now, you were saying that, that uh, I mean, about Kevin Garnett, you were raised in Chicago, played with Fairgood Academy, and then you were teammate with KG. Uh, yeah. You were like this tandem inside the basketball court. How was it playing like, I mean, alongside KG? Was he that animated, as what people saw him in the NBA?
2: No. <laughs> well, I tell you this, I tell you this. When you come to Chicago, if you ever been here, mm-hmm. they're gonna force you to pay, play animated. <laughs> if you don't, guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna eat you alive.
1: Oh! <laughs>
2: so once he got here, we had the right people around him, you know, including <laughs> myself and. Uh, some other guys up here that, you know, we, we, you know, that, that's highly respected. We'll put it like that to make sure everything was good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, you know, Kevin, the only thing his thing was just go out there and play. You know, we guys, we're going to look out for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that's when, um, that's when you start seeing, you know, like I said, he's one of the, that's the best teammate I ever played with. And not only that, his skill set for his size, Mm-hmm. was not even seen in the NBA at the time. Yes, yes. And so once he got to the NBA at that size, mm-hmm. because this thing, Kevin can run point guard in practice mm-hmm. and, throw, and start to break and throw alley-oop to me. <laughs> you know, so Andy shooting threes, three-pointers in his passing was amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So like, you know, like I said, we, we probably, we'd probably go down as the best high school tandem especially in Illinois ever. Mm.
1: Okay,
0: so we were you good friends?
2: Yes, we, yes, oh, yes, yes, crazy. we, yeah, <laughs> great friends. I mean, like I say, one of the best teammates, you know, um, I had a lot of great teammates, a lot of great teammates, mm-hmm. um, you know, but like in order to do what we was able to do, it had to be like, you got to put your egos to the side,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you know, because most times stars team up it's like, who gonna be the man? Or go like we wasn't like that. <laughs> it was like when Kevin, when Kevin, even though he was coming to Chicago, which is my city, I was like, hey, you the, you know, you the veteran. I'm still, you know, he was a year ahead of me, so I'm like, hey, you take the lead, and I'm a, I'm a roll with. You.
0: I see. So you want to start a podcast, or perhaps you've already started one. But you're still unclear on how you can actually make this podcasting work. No worries. That's why we're here for you. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Join our network. Contact us at info at com. Because we're stronger together. Okay. Now, oh. yes, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: So that's what <laughs> made it. That's what made it easy for us to dominate the way we did.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the the accolades kept on coming to you, you know, as as you were considered as one of the best prospects. Uh, do you have, you know, do you have intention uh, before to go to college or straight to the NBA?
2: Oh, no, I was going straight to the NBA. I was, you know, before the accident, I was going to leave out. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, going easily one of the top 20 picks.
1: hmm
2: I see, you know, now, yeah, I was, So you know, like I said, I had a, having a setback, but the biggest thing, what I learned, you know, you learn a lot from it mm-hmm. and sometimes it can, it, it can deter you from your goal Correct. at the end of the day, your goal yeah could be to play ball period,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and sometimes if it's not the NBA, you know, like for me, I was fortunate to be able to come back and play out of the car accident.
0: Yes, yes.
2: So I was just happy to even play, period, regardless of where it was at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, based on what we read, you know, you were you were the first sophomore in high school to be able to play in a game at the Nike All American Camp in 93 along with Keith oh, yeah, was Allen Iverson, Ron Mercer. How was the experience of playing with these guys?
2: You know, the funniest thing <laughs> before the All-Star games you know who was my 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 partner, yeah. my teammate, the whole camp before the, they picked the team. Allen mm-hmm. Iverson, that I was the starting two guard, he was the starting one guard. <laughs> we was on the same, yeah, we was on the same team already. <laughs> so, oh. um, I think um <laughs> what was so crazy, people were like, man, you got to deal with those two guards. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Rob Merson, KG, Antoine Jameson, Toby Bailey. I mean, the lineup was loaded.
0: Yes. And, uh, I mean, that was was that something that you would cherish? Because, you know, uh, man, that was something for you, especially they are a year or two ahead of you and you're just a sophomore. I mean, that was something. It
2: was. <laughs> I tell you know what's so crazy? I tell people this. So like that year at Nike camp, what happened was, you know, they call out the freshman all-star game, the sophomore all-star games, and then the 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 um junior all-star game, then the senior all-star game, right? So they call out the freshmen, I'm like, "Okay, I know I'm not with them." So I'm like, "Okay, I know I'm going to be with the sophomore." So I'm like, "Okay." So they call out the names of the sophomore. I'm like, "Okay, damn, I didn't make the sophomores." <laughs> I say, and I'm saying to myself, I know I play real good. Then they call out the juniors. I was like, come on now. I'm better than half of these guys here. And then the shocker was when they called a big all-star game and they called my name. I was like, wow, I made that one. Wow. Yeah. Man, that was something. I was the only, yeah, I was the only sophomore to ever make that game in history.
0: <laughs> okay. Now. You, you, you told us earlier, you had this car accident, you know, and the, after that happened, did you ever think that your basketball career is over?
2: Well, if that would have happened at the age of 27, 28, 29, maybe even 30, I would have mm-hmm. thought, yes, I okay. would have probably said yes. But when you were a young kid, you know how you're a young kid, you think you like invincible, like you can run into a wall and you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I thought then. So in my mind, I was like, oh, how long I'm going to be out a month? They like, no, longer than that. Oh, but I'm going to still be able to play. So my mindset was on just getting back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I didn't think about like all oh, the career was over because I was only like 19. Mm-hmm. But if I was older, yeah, that probably would have shook me a little bit more.
0: I see. Now, how are you able to bounce back from this adversary?
2: You know, I mean, this is something. Basketball. Big. You know why? <laughs> you know, when people when people in life say they love and cherish basketball, mm-hmm. some people don't realize what that really means.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And what it means and to me in a moment is when everything can be stripped away from you of being one of the most talented players to ever come out of high school and then you get injured. Mm-hmm. but then if you really love the game in your mindset mm-hmm. you fight you fight for the next opportunity to get back so for me loving the game the way i did it was able for me to just fight and get back on the floor because i loved it so much so basketball saved me in so many ways yes and it put me in a lot of situations to play around the world come to the philippines play in all these countries and learn so many different things at an early age i see how because i came to philippines hmm. i was only like 20 some years old yes <laughs> you see what i'm saying i was only like what 21 22
0: I, i'm not sure but you were young you know because i, I... I grad
2: look, look I, I came
0: in 99 right yes 1999
2: why. and i graduated i graduated in 96
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that, I was a baby. And that was three years after that accident.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And people didn't know it. I wasn't even fully back a hundred percent yet.
0: Oh. Man, that's yeah. amazing. How, so how long was the recovery for you? Oh <laughs> man, for from a mint? Like
2: I still was able to play and play well, but not really get back to me. Mm-hmm. It took about it took about six years.
0: Mm, I see.
2: At least six years to feel comfortable making certain moves, certain drives, certain attacks in the basket, certain things. Mm-hmm. Physically, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back. I feel that. I you felt good fast. doing this move. I felt good doing that move. I so see. that's when I started realizing, okay, I'm almost back to Ronnie Fields.
0: Yes. Now, you put your name in the 1998 NBA draft. But, you know, right. uh, You went undrafted. Did you expect this to happen? Yeah,
2: yeah. Because the thing is, when you go to the NBA pre-draft camp, what happens is you go to a lot of doctors. Oh, okay. And you got to think, I was fresh right off the accident. I wasn't even nowhere near it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So when they was in there testing me, at least six doctors, Mm -hmm. and they tested the area where my neck had a plate in it, Okay. And it did not feel right. It was I was trying to not show that it was I was in pain, but oh. they knew it.
0: Okay, I see.
2: So now, they it was like at the time you not finna gamble on drafting the kid that we don't know if he get hit in that area could he be paralyzed or he be able to play again?
0: Yes, I see.
2: So that was a hard gamble for any team to invest millions of dollars in.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you know. Yes. Now, uh, however. Like what you said, you this didn't push you down. You know, it was in in fact, it motivated you. And, of course, you were able to travel the world to play basketball, including here in the Philippines. How was the experience playing in the Philippines? You know, what was the fondest memory you had in the PBA?
2: Well, for me, well, the fun part about it was like, you know, like I said, I wish I was able to come as I got a little older. Mm-hmm. Because then understanding, but I think the the pace of it, the action, the fans that were so into it, mm-hmm. um, and the, the 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 fast pace of it, mm-hmm. you know, like just getting used to that adjustment, you know, it it. See, if I would have came over there like twenty seven or twenty eight, I probably would even been dominant. Mm-hmm. But I came I came a little bit out the injury that I was still getting over. Yes, yes, I see.
0: Do you still remember some of your opponents or teammates?
2: I know one team that was really good at the time that was like, we had good battle was Alaska Milk. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of the well, it
2: was like Sonny Alvarado was our big band and the other guy, um, Eric, about Eric, Eric, um, Mick.
1: yeah, Mick. I love
2: Eric. Matter of fact, Eric, I think, sent me a, 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 a Facebook, Instagram man, maybe a couple months ago mm-hmm. or a year ago. Yeah, I remember those
0: guys. Yeah, good old, you know, good old times, you know. In fact, Eric was a one-time MVP for the league. He won it around 2000s.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eric, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gave me like those guys. Like I said, the team I played with, it was just, for me, the coach didn't know how to coach me. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know how to coach me. I think if you watch in turns everywhere else I played, Mm-hmm. I dominate as a scorer, and we still won. Okay. But when you put, it's like putting the ball in the scorer's hands, you got to know what position to put him in mm-hmm. and let them play, make and, and let them be him. Because any great scorer you watch over the history, know how to score and know how to set up a game. Yes. You got to study the NBA, those type of players. i like, oh, he can get to any spot on the floor. You mm-hmm. know, and then you, of course, you're playing within a team concept. Yes. But if I'm coming over as your best player, you should know, do a little bit more like research.
0: I see. Now, uh, you proved your worth as a basketball player, especially in the CBA. As you torched the hoops, you showed your defensive skills. Did you feel contented with what you have accomplished in your basketball career?
2: Um, You know what's so crazy is that mm-hmm. when you were able to dominate in a lot of parts, especially one of the, you know, Mm-hmm. that league at the time when it was real tough too mm-hmm. and that's when I matured and just show what I was capable of doing I think sometimes it was like it's not a fact of even being able to play at that level and be dominant mm-hmm. because all the guys in the league around my era and even the Jordan's, the Pivens, all those guys know what I'm able to do
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I'm respected by all of my peers okay and when you respect about body mm-hmm. peers, they know what you're capable of. Yes. So I don't, you know, I don't have no regrets.
0: Now, um, after playing with the 1999 in the 1999 PBA season, did you receive any calls? Um, I mean, to return to the league.
2: Well, at the time, you know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't really look at it that way because I was still young and building. Mm-hmm. And then I took a little bit of time off when I got back to refocus. Hello, uh, refocus on just getting back to that player. And I wanted to, like, establish myself back at home because people got to understand, mm-hmm. I was still only, like, 22 years old. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I was still finding my way as a professional basketball player in terms of what my skills and what I need to get better at still at the professional level.
0: I
1: see.
2: So it was almost like a freshman sound more like college experience in a way Mm
0: -hmm. okay now uh do you think your skills before your set of skills would be able to compete with the set of skills of the players in this era
2: oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because in this era you get to the free throw line easy which (laughs) i do and i shoot yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you you, look, you blow on me, they call a foul. <laughs> I mean, like, and I'm, you know, me, I, I'm aggressive, I attacking the basket a lot. Yeah, you uh, look at the guys now, and I'm great in the mid range area. So I'll be living at the free throw line like James Hart. <laughs> you, you can't touch nobody. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, we're talking about this era. Um, last year, well, and sort of this year, teams have played in a bubble. Uh, do you think uh, you would, if you were still playing, would you have, you know, would you have survived playing in a bubble?
2: Listen like this. Okay. <laughs> the bubble is almost like, here we call it AAU basketball, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's basically what it is. It's like all, all the teams go to one place and they play in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it, you just playing a round robin tournament, you're playing a few more games. Okay. Because it ain't no fans. It just is like everybody in one location. <laughs> so it's nobody really having advantage.
0: I see. That would be you good know, for you. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> I like playing. But for me, I yeah. like playing on the road. I like playing on the road at the other place. Mm-hmm. You know, I play my best basketball on the road.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one more question before I, I show you some pictures to describe it. I mean, the first thing that comes to your mind. My last question would be, if you had a chance to change anything from the past, what would it be?
2: You know what, that's because the person I am today, that's kind of hard to say. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I don't want to change anything that puts me where the person i'm start i became today because i don't think i'll become who i am today if i didn't learn from those experiences and and understand mistakes and things that happened back then so it's hard to say that when you progressed in life through all the things that had happened it's hard to say because you're doing well you learned a lot of different things now if it was the other way around and things then turn out the right way and things didn't get better and I didn't learn, then I'd be like, Oh, I regret this. I regret that. I regret this. Mm -hmm. But it's certain things that if you smart and you care about growing in life and you change a lot of things and you help a lot of people, you already don't want to regret that because it's, it taught you how to to learn and change and help people help yourself.
0: I see. Now, Before we end uh, this uh, recording, I'll show you some pictures. Tell me the first thing, you know, that comes to your mind when you see this, okay? We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at gorillapodcastsyndicate.com. Oh,
2: wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That, um,
0: that was your your jump over Sergio McLean, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, that was. That was. <laughs> you got, yeah, you got a picture when I had my halo, jumping over Sergio McLean.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, speaking event at my daughter's school, my accident, KG. Oh, the, the, the picture, the plaque with me and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike, Bibby. Yeah, all of the guys on there, man. All of the guys. Um, yeah, man, that bring back a lot of memories, man. I mean, for to be able to have a lot of those things and so many other things that you know you've been a part of or people you've been compared to or yeah. teammates with. And today, it still lives after all of those years to still be noticed. 20 years later, as one of the greatest ball players to ever come out of Chicago, um, athletes to play basketball is still amazing.
0: Now, um, this I, I was, you know, when I saw this, man, I, I I I mean, I I had a hard time looking for a picture of you when you were playing here, but then I saw this. This is the only picture that I saw. <laughs>
2: Oh man! I look. I used to. I love them uniforms. <laughs> I love those uniforms. I did the look. I, love, I, I did, that's one place I did want to come back there to play though. Yeah, I love those uniforms.
0: Yeah, and then there was Sunny Alvarado, and then yeah,
2: Sunny Alvarado,
0: and then Danny hey,
2: DeFonso. <laughs> hey, do Eric? Do those guys still come over there? Do y'all still have the lead?
0: Oh yeah. Well, right now, it's still, you know, uh, they're still planning because of the pandemic. Um, okay. You know, uh, things are being planned so that they, when they play, it would be hassle-free. But then uh, Eric, I believe, uh, retired two or three years ago, if I'm not mistaken,
2: four years. Oh, wow. He played a long time.
0: Yes. Well, you know, unfortunately, Sunny Alvarado... Was uh, banned from the league because he was, you know, he was not a Filipino. It was upon, you know, uh, investigation. He was,
2: wait, man. He was he wasn't Filipino. Yes.
0: Oh wow, that 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 happened. You know? That was in oh, two thousand one, wow. if I'm not mistaken. So
2: they, oh, so they banned him from over there. Oh my
0: goodness. Yes. Oh son. <laughs>
2: He didn't look Filipino to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: <laughs> now, That's crazy. Now, wow. What, what advice would you give to aspiring basketball players?
2: You know what I always tell people is in terms of when you want to play this game and you work hard at it, you got to be prepared to go through the the, the, the difficult times of failure -hmm. To succeed, yeah, and that don't and that means like if you don't get it right away, that don't mean you give up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part is be willing to give it your all until it show you that it's probably not for you. Mm -hmm. But you got the least willing to go through the grind and the hard work, and and the listening and the coaching to see how great of a player you can be.
0: And then do you have, you know, children that, uh, I mean, because of course, if you're a basketball player, the first thing that people will tell you, uh, if you have children, do you have, um, you know, do they have any intention of following your footsteps in sports?
2: (laughs) Well, I have a daughter. My daughter, she don't, um, she just, you know, like she went for business, man. She didn't want to play no ball. (laughs) <laughs> and then my two, my I got two nephews. They actually do play. Mm, um, see. they play basketball right now in college here oh, and stuff. Gosh. And then I, I train a lot of the young kids. And then also, I have a lot of those kids in my basketball camp right now.
0: Mm-hmm, I see. And yeah. do do you have any message for your fans, supporters, and family?
2: You know, for me, like all the people that have been there and stuck with me. Through my whole life and career, fans that have followed me that I met from Venezuela, um, Greece, Puerto Rico, Philippines, all the countries that I have played in. Like, I met some great people and some beautiful times in those countries I played in. Um, You know, and just, just the support from fans that enjoyed and watched and followed me. Like, you know, I love them. Um, I'm thankful, you know, for just to, you know, have so many people just to be, you know, love what I bring to the table and just to, you know, just win and enjoy, you know, what I'm doing and they enjoy what I'm doing.
0: Okay. So, I mean, I know I have taken a lot of your time and I'm very, very very happy that you gave me this opportunity to actually talk to you since, uh, you know. Uh, you are considered as one of the best players. I mean, in, I I mean, in the history of basketball that have never played in the, and in the NBA yet you are, I mean, the respect is there for you. Uh, You know, the people always remember you as one of the best players to have played the game. Now, uh, Thank you again. I know this wraps up the episode for this week. I want to say thank you so much, Mr. Ronnie Fields. Oh no problem. Uh, we are grateful for the time that you have shared to us. I wish you everything well that you do, and I hope we can do this again soon. You know? yeah, just
2: yeah, anytime. Just reach out to me. I don't mind. Just let me know, and I'll come back on with you. Know, um, tell all the Philippines and the fans. You know, I know I ain't been there in a long time, but you know, I had a great time there. I really enjoyed it um i and i you know i miss hotel altercory that's where i stayed
0: at
2: and i want to get back there just to just come visit one day
0: yes especially i mean in you're into training and coaching also right <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i train i do skill development mm. um and that's one of the biggest things i'm doing i'm thinking about doing it and traveling in the parts of the world just doing training and skill development
0: that's great to hear so okay so in behalf of the guerrilla podcast syndicate ladies and gentlemen i'm kiko malik and like what i've been saying games are always exciting run if there is extra session thank you for listening Make sure to visit our website at www.guerillapodcastsyndicate.com where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Guerrillas RV on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at GorillaPodcastSyndicate.com.